Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Episode 309, Money Made Easy. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, save money embrace simplicity, embrace and live a richer life. life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jill. And my name is Allison. hey It's a special one. You caught it. Jen's not here. She's on maternity leave. And that makes this a very special episode for, for many reasons. I was like, I mean, it's uh, special sorry, because... Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Jen. I mean, I miss Jen. It's special because Jen is caring for a baby and that's special. And then it's also special because, goodness, Allison, we have had such history. Mm-hmm. Allison was the stand-in co-host the first time Jen had a baby because she likes to do this like regularly. But it was about four years years ago that she stood in as a co-host and she's back again old hat so Allison Baggerly in case you don't know her well she's a standing co-host for us always and forever (laughs) but also she is the brains behind inspired budget if you don't already you need to follow her on Instagram she's also got a podcast called inspired budget she literally wrote a book called money made easy it's the inspiration for the title of this episode so she is bringing all of the knowledge to us, but also in the very specific form of co-host, which is different from being a guest on the podcast, I would say it's a little bit more special. So we're still going to go through the articles. One of them is from Allison herself through her blog, because goodness, you are all over the internet doing so much stuff, talking about budgeting, talking about making money easier, and this book that you've got, which is amazing. We'll hear more about that. But we're going to just be learning more about how to approach finances in a little bit easier of a way, less stressful, full of confidence. And I'm so glad that you're here with me, Allison. Thanks for coming on. I'm like honored you guys wanted me to come back after the first co-hosting session because you know you committed to me for three full episodes that's like a you asked me out on three dates at first at once just Mm -hmm. off the bat overzealous yes you were just like I know this is gonna work we're gonna go on three dates and I was like heck yes we're gonna do this um so thank you for for having me on I'm excited to be here Yay. That's how actually Eric and I got together was he asked me on an overzealous first date. So it works. You know, it works. Yeah. When you're I mean, just you like be, committed from the jump. You put your intentions out there and you stand by them. I yes. like that about you, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> but first, tell us who's sponsoring this show, Allison. Oh, my gosh. Today's sponsor is something I love so much. And it is da 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 ADHD medicine. So (laughs) I was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. And when I tell you that this medicine has brought so much focus and energy and amazingness to my life, I mean, I attribute it to me helping write a book, an entire book. So I love my ADHD medicine. I stand by it. It just helps me focus. And honestly, like... (laughs) I don't know why I didn't have this sooner. Sometimes I think I can conquer the world when I have my medicine. And um, I decided to start by writing my book. I wrote my book. And with the help of my ADHD medicine. Yes. That's amazing. Where can people get this book? 
Because I know it's brand new, right? It's like hot off the press. It is. It's hot off the press. It's called Money Made Easy. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. It's in stock at most Barnes & Nobles. It's in some Canadian bookstores, the main Canadian bookstore. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Ingram, I want to say. I, I can't remember. And then you can get it at, on Amazon easily. But it's called Money Made Easy. It is super wonderful. What I love about it is I personally think that, number one, Let's be real here. A lot of money books are boring. I mean, (laughs) a lot of nonfiction books are boring, right? However, inside of every chapter of my book, it's wrapped up in stories. So I try to make Mm. it a little bit more enjoyable for you to read about money. And it's less of like this step-by-step guide and more of a choose-your-own-adventure book. And what I mean by that is my money's different from your money, Jill, which is different from Jen's money, which is different from whoever is listening right now, your money. And so what works for me might not work for you. And that doesn't make me wrong or you wrong. It just means we're different. And so instead of telling you, cookie cutter ways to deal with your money because it probably won't work. I just share with you different tools and different ways to budget, pay off debt, save money, change your relationship with money. And then you can choose what works for you. I love that. And we're going to actually get to go a little bit behind the scenes in this episode and gather tips even before you buy the book, but hopefully Mm -hmm. it'll just make you more interested in getting this book. If this topic is of interest to you and you're liking what you hear, feel free to queue up after this episode 248, Simple Money, Rich Life. That was an interview with Bob and Linda Lodick. Super great. We love our interviews and other people's perspectives. And so just a another opportunity to learn how you can simplify your personal finances. Then we've also got episode 292, The Science of Simplicity and Your Money. And that is, that's looking more into the behavioral sciences behind the decisions that we make with money, uh, really decisions across the board. So those are two great ones, but let's talk this one. And we're going to get into our articles. This first one is titled, Finding Your Catalyst to Change Your Money for Good. And this comes from our one and only Allison Baggerly on the Inspired Budget blog, which is also linked to your podcast. Like yes. you, you've you got a whole brand going on, which is really awesome. And it looks like this article is going through really the first chapter of your book. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of being able to get a behind the scenes sneak peek at your book, but then also able to begin taking some steps and learning how do we make money easier for us, but through the specific lens of a catalyst. So I mean, you're the expert on this. So what were your thoughts on this article, Allison? What do you want to say about it? Well, I think it's an amazing article and contribution to society. Um, This article is actually also a podcast. So you can go listen to Inspire Budget Podcast, episode 96. But in this article... I really share about how a catalyst for change is where you need to start when it comes to your money. I know for me personally, just having my mom sit down and say like, Allison, you need to be better with your money. When I was a young adult, I was like, okay, mom, whatever. And it wasn't until I was in a spot where I hit rock bottom and my husband hit rock bottom that we were willing to find a change that works for us and stick with it and see consistency with our money. So for our family, that was whenever we realized we wouldn't be able to afford daycare payments when we became unexpectedly pregnant. It was very much a, we're standing at this fork in the road, something needs to change, which way are we going to go? Are we going to do the Mm -hmm. responsible thing and make some sacrifices and really look at our behaviors with money and make changes? Or are we going to keep doing that what we're doing and just hope it works out? Yeah. So we were at this fork in the road. And I think that so often people find themselves at these forks in the road. Now, it might not be as dramatic and uh, as our experience where it's like, okay, you either make the money or you don't have daycare for your baby. You can't take your baby to school with you whenever you're a teacher. Like I used to joke that I would like stick him in a filing cabinet. I was like, I'm just going to put him in this filing (laughs) cabinet. No one will know. We don't have to pay for daycare. But I think that so often, even in some of our small instances in life, that we are faced with this choice. And 
your catalyst for changing your money doesn't have to be this big grand thing that happens to you. It can be something Mm. small. It can be a dream you have for your future. It can be a person in your life. It can be the fact that you are annoyed that when you go to the grocery store, you have to pull up your checking account, your bank app, and look and see how much money you have because you want to make sure you have enough money in your checking account before you swipe your debit card. That small, seemingly annoying thing can be enough reason to change your relationship and how you manage your money. Mm. I really appreciate the story, even the personal story that you give here about if you use the word two broke teachers struggling to get by, then you find out you're pregnant. And I think these types of stories, as you've described, are throughout your book, help us to connect and realize, well, what is that for me? And But mm-hmm. also giving permission to say, it doesn't always look like this. It doesn't always look like mm-hmm. rock bottom. Sometimes it's the daily life annoyances. But I also appreciate the tie-in because when we talk about, okay, money made easy, simplifying our money, feeling more confident in it, it, it feeling like an easy task for us. How do we get there? And I appreciate that your perspective is starting at a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Part of the way that we make money easy is figuring out, well, what is our motivator Mm -hmm. for engaging in this? And then how are we going to get there? So this is almost like step one. And I think this is probably how most people would describe a why, identifying Mm -hmm. your why. There's something I really love about the word catalyst, though, that is, I think, unique to what you've identified here. And the way that you describe it in this article, breaking free of the shoulds requires a motivator that you call a catalyst. So a catalyst mm-hmm. just essentially a motivator and and really like a launching point, the, yes. the thing that you can springboard off of. And the way that you also go into or the article says your reason for changing the way you spend and manage your money, it's the reason you, that you will sacrifice potentially for a period of time mm-hmm. so that you can live in abundance for the rest of your life. Sometimes it requires that. Sometimes as mm-hmm. we identify our catalyst, it is going to mean then saying no to other things, not for the sake of deprivation, mm-hmm. but for the sake of whatever our catalyst is, yes. whatever our motivator is. And I've seen personally that can shift throughout life. I I think that I experienced a catalyst in my debt payoff journey. And more recently, I'm experiencing different catalysts for different financial goals Mm -hmm. that I have. And so I think sometimes it can shift and change. And maybe we've got maybe multiple catalysts, like here's my catalyst for this goal. And here's my catalyst for that goal. I don't want to, that's making it kind of complicated. I'll I'll, like keep it simple and we can look at one at a time, but. (laughs) That would overwhelm me. Like being like, oh my gosh, I have to have all of these reasons. That would overwhelm me. But if if, if that's what works for you, that's great. But I love, you're exactly right. I love what you said about how your catalyst can change. And I think that's so true. I remember I was I was in Mexico with Jen and our friend Caroline, who we'll get to talk to here. We'll hear uh, from in yeah. a couple couple episodes. And we had this, we, we're at this all-inclusive resort drinking, you know, this is before Jen is pregnant. We're in this adults-only pool and drinking, and we're having these like very deep conversations about how in life it's okay to pivot. It's okay to change. It's okay to, as Jen says, throw a plot twist. And I think the same is true Mm. when it comes to our catalyst and our reason behind it. The reason why I might have done that back then and made money choices back then and be willing to sacrifice then is totally different than now. And that's okay. I welcome that change. As I grow and change as a person, my views, my desires, my wants, my dreams, my goals, and what I'm willing to work on will also change. And I think it's so beautiful because it just shows how money is so personal and we can't Mm -hmm. just like put it in this little box and say, this is exactly what you need to do. And this is exactly what will work for you because it's not true. Mm -hmm. I also like how the article goes on to talk about how your catalyst must be something that's at the forefront, not necessarily Mm -hmm. something that you are constantly thinking about and ruminating on and contributing to your anxiety, but something present and that is stronger than the frustrations that you will face along the way. Mm -hmm. So I think there's even some tips 
in that and identifying what is my catalyst, Mm -hmm. what is going to help make this easier? How am I going to stick to the plan? What is something that is at the forefront? What is something that's ever present? And what is something that's going to be stronger than the frustrations faced? And I know we've kind of alluded to or, or touched on a bit what some of those can be. You've said rock bottom. I You've also listed in the article that your catalyst could be the little annoyances throughout the day, your mm-hmm. sleepless nights, your ever-present desire for a vacation that just seems looming and unattainable, and mm-hmm. but you want it so badly, or <laughs> your desire for financial literacy. Like It doesn't have to be this massive mm-hmm. story that culminates in someone's rock bottom. It could be these other mm-hmm. things, as long as we're making sure that whatever it is that we've identified is, as you've said, stronger than the frustration that we're going to face on a daily basis in our efforts to simplify our money, become more Mm -hmm. confident. Exactly. And I think it's important to note that those frustrations that you're going to face are going to change over time. So for example, when we were paying off debt and our catalyst was finding more money in our budget to send to debt so we could eventually keep all of the money we made, I remember my frustrations during the summer was seeing everyone take these beach vacations. I live in Texas and everyone goes to Florida. They go to Destin, actually, 30A area. (laughs) And I remember just thinking like, I want that. I like, I want that. And my frustration was that I felt like I couldn't have that to the level that I wanted it. And I had to remind myself, okay, like that doesn't mean you're never going to have it. But then guess what? Come October, that was no longer a frustration for me. My frustrations became something else. So your frustrations can change, but as long as you go back to your catalyst, it can allow you to at least pause and question, right? And that's the goal. The goal isn't to be perfect. The goal is to pause and say, okay, if I make this choice with my money, is that gonna help me get closer to this goal? And the answer, Mm -hmm. it can either Mm -hmm. be yes or no. And sometimes we still go ahead with it and that's okay. It's not about being perfect. But when you have that thing to go back to and to think about, that's where I think the the magic is. It's the willingness to pause Mm -hmm. and ponder. And then the article wraps up with an action point, which we can all do. You could yes. you could pause this podcast now and do it or do it at the end whenever you want. But to take 10 minutes to journal or write down, if the word journal scares you and makes you start to sweat, just take 10 minutes <laughs> and write down. No, dear diary. Dear diary. Today I... I had a diary. Right Hold down. on. Can I can I tell a really random yes. thing? I had a diary in um sixth grade and I felt weird. I was like past the dear diary stage of my life, but I felt weird being like dear diary. And I felt like I was had to write a letter to someone. So I named my diary Jenny. And I was like, Dear Jenny. No, you did. And not. I yes. And I wrote to an imaginary person that was my diary. <laughs> I've never adorable. told anyone this. Except for my mom. She knows. <gasps> Thanks for entrusting yes, us with I don't this even think my husband knows. <laughs> dear dear oh, Jenny. Well, yeah. So. Dear Jenny. So take some time to write to Jenny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> about what your catalyst could be. So some of the prompts in this to kind of get closer to understanding yourself in this way include what hopes do you have for your future? What could managing your money better do for your life? What is worth the temporary sacrifice and changing your relationship with money? Those are just some questions. If as you've listened to this first part Mm -hmm. of the podcast, you kind of have other ideas, go for it. Mm -hmm. But these are some of the really helpful questions that are going to help you really narrow down and focus in on Mm -hmm. what is my catalyst. And that's going to be a really great launching point for simplifying money, Mm -hmm. which gets us to this next article, which I found really interesting. This one comes, Mm -hmm. it's actually on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, and it's titled Personal Finance is Simple. We make it complicated. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? 
Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I have all the thoughts about this article. I read this article and I was like, okay, Mr. CFA guy, I don't know. <laughs> his name is, I, I, I'm not even going to try to speak his, say his name because I will butcher it, but it says one idiot is his... <laughs> It's how he describes himself. It's one of his like, it's true. Like things like he's the CEO of this and a financial literacy campa- campaigner. And it also says one idiot. So that's interesting. But I really enjoy this article because mm-hmm. I agree. Personal finance is simple. We make it complicated. And I think it's a collective we of the world and everything pulling at our attention and all the different people telling us what we need to do and everyone telling us what we need to buy, people telling us what we need to have prepared for when we die, and then all the options along with it. It's like when you go into the grocery store and you try to pick out a type of peanut butter and there's just like 90 Mm -hmm. different peanut butters. Life didn't used to be that way. There was one type of peanut butter when you went into the grocery store and back before we were before we were alive. And I think that we as a society make it complicated and then we as ourselves can make it complicated, too. So I love this. Why do we do that? I know. Sometimes I think it's job creation, like make it complicated so that someone can be an expert and they can mystify it and take your money. (laughs) That's my pessimistic view. (laughs) Well, I... I'm more of a silver lining, half glass full kind of girl myself. I think that Love we that. make it complicated because we think it needs to be complicated because money is so important. We know that money mm. is important. It is. It seeps mm. into every aspect of our life for the rest of time. I mean, even thinking like I think about like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm 90 years old and I'm in a nursing home and it's costing my kids $10,000 a month? How do I make sure I don't run out of money? Like, The fact that I, that is a concern of mine and that I'm worried about that, I'm doing that to myself. I make it complicated because I see it as important. And when we see something as important, sometimes we think it has to be complicated because it is important, but that's not true. That's an interesting theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We complicate things when they're important. I like that. So this article is primarily written around a piece of advice given, what did they say? Like a a while ago Mm -hmm. from a person named Scott Adams from the Dilbert cartoon series many years back. And it's just a simple one-page financial plan. And yeah, there is something too. I see a one-page financial plan and I want to discount it for some Mm -hmm. reason. Like, oh, well, it couldn't be that simple. But then as I read through it, I don't see many holes to be poked. Certainly, there are addendums that could be written to any one of these. And and there Mm -hmm. are steps and each step could take a long time. But it can be all written down in in one page. And so I'll just go through and describe it. And then we can kind of say a little bit more about it. But the one page financial plan is, and it's titled Everything You Need to Know About Personal Investing. Make a will, 
pay off your credit card balance, get term life insurance if you have a family to support, fund your 401k to the max, fund your IRA to the max, buy a house if you want to live in a house and can afford it. I love that one. six months expenses. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Put six months expenses in a money market account. Take whatever money is left over and invest 70% in a stock index fund, 30% in a bond fund, through any discount brokerage company and never touch it until retirement. If any of this confuses you or you have something special going on, retirement, college planning, tax issue, hire a fee-based financial planner, not one who charges a percentage of your portfolio. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. the entire one-page financial plan. And of course, there are entire books that could be written on any one of these bullet points. So it's not to say that each of them aren't, don't have things to do as a part Mm -hmm. of them. But what a a summary. And it's also occurring to me what an original TikTok almost. Like, Ah. this is what we love. We love the bite size. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we get all this information into a six second video or like something that is super simple? We do love to simplify Mm -hmm. it. And then we also love to overcomplicate. Yep. I don't know. We're complicated creatures in some regard, but we can make complicated things more attainable. And yes. I, I think every one of these is is great. Certainly, there are circumstances where this wouldn't make sense. I mean, for me personally, I don't have a, one, a 401k through mm-hmm. the place that I work. So, you know, I've got to look into and educate myself on mm-hmm. what are the workarounds for that. Of course, you may not want to buy a house. For certain people, more than six months of living expenses would be good. But if we're looking for, give me something bite-sized, what can I do? Here mm-hmm. it is. And I think this is this is simple. It is simple, but we make it so complicated. And you know why? I'm looking at this list right now, and I feel like a lot of people immediately, and tell me if this is me being pessimistic, because I'm not usually pessimistic. I wonder, I feel like a lot of people would look at this and they would say, well, that's great, but that doesn't apply to me because. And we're always finding reasons why we stand out from this list. This doesn't apply to me because you did, because I don't have a a 401k (laughs) offered. Right. And so it's sometimes I feel like we discount everything on the list because Mm. because it we it doesn't apply to us in one aspect. And sometimes I think that we discount this and we make excuses because because it's hard work on our part because it takes time and attention. And I can totally relate this to like my personal health journey right now and like trying to work out and get better and just in more shape to where like I can run outside and play soccer with my kids and not feel like I have to stop. And it's like, I only need one hour in the day to be very intentional about exercise, but I can find you all the reasons why I can't do it. And I feel mm-hmm, like sometimes mm-hmm. that's what we do with our money, too. I don't usually actually like to relate money to, like, dieting or working out. Um, but that was a very seamless yeah. analogy there. <laughs> sometimes there there's overlap in mm-hmm. those worlds. And we're whole people. So the issues and barriers that we face when it comes to our personal finances are most likely very similar issues and barriers that we're facing in other aspects of our personhood, mm-hmm. physical, emotional, mental. And so I think it is worth moving through. I think growth in any one area or aspect of our life means growth in the entire thing. If we are able to learn how to get on a regular exercise routine, we are more likely going to be able to get on a budget because there are some similar brain pathways at work in being able to do that. And so I think that's another way of being able to talk about making our money easy Mm -hmm. is recognizing the intersection of all aspects of our personhood that just growth in any area of our lives is going to mean growth for the whole. And it's going to help us financially, not to mention in other areas as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I <laughs> personally, I think it's a great tie-in. Yes. But then, so, so to move through the article, I think there are, it then goes on because the author adds more to this one pager that was mm-hmm. initially put out by this Scott Adams, and so they review the components of financial planning, mm-hmm. and we'll go through each of them. But I'll just highlight the main categories that when it comes to financial planning, so we're not necessarily just talking about 
day-to-day managing personal expenses. We're talking Mm -hmm. about the whole thing of how do we manage our personal finances, not just how do we budget. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a part of this. Right. That's an aspect of it. Right. So we're talking about protection, savings, and growth primarily, that everything we do with our financial planning falls under one of those three categories. And then there's some additional kind of outliers that are maybe good to have or good to do. So we'll go through them. If you want to kick us off with protection, what what falls under that category when we're looking at protection, savings, growth? What's protection? We have life insurance, health insurance, home and motor insurance. So basically, we're just hoping that life doesn't just take advantage of us. Things happen and we are <laughs> left up a creek without a paddle. How about that? <laughs> Look at you. Oh, the creativity that we need to implement when ex- expletives are taken away. I love yes, it. Yes, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely think that these are things that I think most people know that they're supposed to do and are actually pretty in terms of delegating them or actually going through the process can be very simple. Um, Obviously, health insurance, usually you have someone at your HR or at your job, if you're working a traditional nine to five that offers health insurance, they're going to sit down and be like, okay, we have these three days, guys, let's get you signed up. And so it's kind of like someone holding your hand through that. Home insurance, same thing. If you're buying a house, you don't have a choice. You can't buy that house without home insurance policy. Uh, And then car insurance, same thing. It's illegal to not have car insurance. Life insurance, though, I think can be easily overlooked unless you have like a guide, someone telling you. And then it gets complicated when you go to a salesperson and they try to sell you something that might not be best for you. Like before, (laughs) like in that original list, he talks about getting term life insurance. And then he says, you want whole life insurance policy? It's worse. Like, like don't get it. But <laughs> there is humor throughout the article. There is, there is humor. I think that it, we complicate it whenever we're trying to decipher what of the life insurance policies, which one is best for our family. And other people complicate it for us when they try to sell us different things. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Absolutely. And I would recommend term life insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your own due diligence on that. And also, I want to add to this protection category and insurances. If you're renting, mm-hmm. I would really encourage renter's insurance yes. because your landlord will only cover damage done to their property, mm-hmm. not yours. That is not covered. And so especially if you've got items of high value that if they were lost in a fire, you would be devastated, Mm -hmm. get those things covered. And renter's insurance is usually quite affordable. Yes, Uh, I want to say less than $100 a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, So shop around, but I'm going to highly, highly recommend that. Yes, Um, I I think think it should be required. Oh, I'm renting. Like it's all going to be covered. Mm -hmm. It's not. And I'm seen way too many people think that they were covered and not Mm -hmm. be and really be up that creek (laughs) with no paddle. Yes. So there's a woman in my neighborhood and she's renting a house here. She has a family of five kids and they had a water pipe burst in the middle of the night and they're upstairs, flooded the downstairs area. And they had to leave their house for two weeks while the owner renovated the home. Well, they, where were they going to go? Their renter's insurance paid for a hotel. And so they actually had two hotel Beautiful. rooms with like a suite because of the size of their family. They paid for that and they gave them a daily stipend for food. So that there alone, it covers the cost of of that. And it, it also replaced some of the items in their home that was lost. But it's like, we always think it's not going to happen to us. But mm-hmm. it will. And don't I, think that. Exactly. I <laughs> yeah. wish, I personally wish that renter's insurance was a requirement, just like home insurance is a requirement. I wish renter's insurance was. And then I just, I'm going to throw this one in there because of where I live in the Houston area. We also have flood insurance personally, mm-hmm. just because we are in an area, our house did not flood during Hurricane Harvey, but 
literally three fourths of a mile down the road it did and even though we're not ever supposed to flood i'm like i don't want i it's to me it's not worth the risk so we actually pay like six hundred dollars a year in flood insurance Mm -hmm. and and obviously for homes that are might be in a flood area it's required as well yeah. So this is the time to actually consider worst case scenario. And what are you going to wish mm-hmm. that you had in those circumstances? Yes. It's also a protection against some unnecessary anxiety that mm-hmm. you can sleep at night knowing, well, you know what? I did the step of protection. So then it moves into another component of financial planning, which is savings. And they outline both emergency savings and short-term goals savings. We've talked about this ad nauseum through other podcast episodes, but it is good to be repeated here. And this is different from investing, which we'll get into in the next component of financial planning. But savings is literally the money that you have set aside that is easily accessible to you for those items, emergency and short-term goals. You've heard the advice to have six months worth of living expenses saved in an emergency fund. That's a great, that's great. Of course, some people will choose the route of three months depending on their circumstances and their confidence in being able to get a job in the event of a job loss. And then you've got more recommendations. Primarily, we just talked about this with, uh, or, is it coming up? I forget. <laughs> I don't want to give away other episodes, but for for single people, it can mm-hmm. be recommended yes. to have a more beefy emergency fund, maybe something more along the lines of nine to 12 months worth of living expenses saved. So whatever you're going to feel most comfortable with, <laughs> obviously it spans the gamut of three to 12 months, but find yourself somewhere in there, grow your emergency fund. And then you've got your short-term goals, which we've also called sinking funds. So that can be a fund for home maintenance. That could be a fund for vacation. That could be a fund for giving or holidays or you name it. Whatever it is are your things that you want to be in spending on, the things that mm-hmm. you value. Those are your short-term goals. That's where you're going to put it into hopefully a high-yield savings account yep. that you can then easily withdraw from. So that's that's the savings category. Yes. And can I throw in another short-term goal that I recently started and I really love? Please. Um, So... I, I we have a really large backyard and I've always wanted a pool. My husband's been very against pools, mm. very much against it. And I am for it. I'm so uh, for thank it. Thank you. Thank you. So he like what this was when I first started my business. I was like, I want a pool. He was like, okay, when you're making this much money a year, we'll get a pool. Like almost like, huh, that's never gonna happen. And like within two years I hit it. And I was like, okay, are we getting a pool? <gasps> and he was like, Well, no, I didn't know that was possible. Like I didn't think this was possible for your business. And I was like, like, oh, oh, yeah, now we're backtracking. So anyway, fast <laughs> uh-huh. forward, we've moved into this home now. We have a nice, beautiful backyard, and I still want a pool. My husband does not. We are conflicted. We've had people come out. We've had three different people come out to give us quotes and drop plans for a pool, but we just can't pull the trigger. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because it we would have to take out a loan for it. We would. And Putting in a pool right now these days is like over $100,000. And so he says, I don't want you to sign up for that responsibility in your life. Like you already are the breadwinner in the family. I don't want you having that extra added pressure. So I said, fine, Mm. what if I save up for it in cash? Like what if I save $100,000 in cash? And he was like, great. But I didn't like the idea of just like putting it in a pool fund because I don't know if I want that yet. Like I'm I'm not sold myself. So I have a things I want fund. It's just a savings fund Mm, that I can put mm -hmm, money into. mm -hmm. Usually it's like if I get a bonus from my work, I will put it in there and I don't have to make a decision about what I'm going to spend that money on now. It's not meant to cover emergencies. It's not meant to cover Christmas. It is meant to be used for any future goals that I haven't even been inspired to have yet or a pool, whichever comes first. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Not locking yourself in. Yeah. And that's that's simplifying too sometimes, mm-hmm. giving yourself just freedom, open-handed mm-hmm. with some of these goals. But yeah, that's that's the savings category. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we have growth, which I love this one. 
And that includes retirement planning, which we know is so important, but uh, can be incredibly stressful. Children, children's education, house purchase. So if you want to save up for a down payment on a home and then other goal based planning. Yeah. And so I love that this is under the growth category because I I know it might just be semantics, but we often hear people talking about saving for retirement. And I think we're trying to do some work to tease that apart because while I understand what people are saying, you really want to be investing for Mm -hmm. retirement. You want to be saving for your short-term goals and your emergency fund, because that primarily is talking about savings, meaning you're just taking the money, putting it aside. It may or may not grow by percentages. Mm -hmm. It's not investing it. You're wanting it easily accessible, but retirement investing. And so that's Mm -hmm. why they're putting it under this growth category of financial planning. And so the growth, meaning that you are hopefully putting it into accounts that are going to earn interest on your money. So that is your 401k, your Roth, 403b, (laughs) other investment accounts. All of the options. mm -hmm, Yeah, that's the retirement investing. And then growth. It's interesting to me, yeah, that they put kids' education under the growth, maybe because your kids are growing. But I, of course, that well, if you're doing a 529, yes. you're mm-hmm. investing that money. So yeah, I would, I would definitely yeah. say uh, that. But like, and I, yeah, I don't know if I would put children's education under growth personally. I, I don't, I don't maybe know. You're if investing I would. in your kids to, yeah, earn money and, and care I mean, for I, you in your old age. <laughs> I'm going to invest in you emotionally. So you'll take, you'll want to take care of me. (laughs) I always make a joke because Eric and I don't have any children, but my sister has four kids. And so I'm always joking that I'm going to identify one of them who seems like particularly interested Mm -hmm. in, you know, being with me until the very end. I'm like, I'm going to especially invest in this one because I think they might. I tell my sister, I'm like, can I just take one of your children in my old age to be responsible for caring for me? Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, you know- You've got four of them. Can you just lend me one? Exactly. Well, even if you have your own children, doesn't guarantee they're going to do that. I asked my kids- I know, it's so true. I've done that with my own kids. I'm like, okay, which of you is going to take care of me? And I even asked Evan, my oldest, I was like, are you going to take care of me when I'm older. And he was like, no, James can do it. And I asked James and James was like, no, Evan can do it. And I'm like, one of you have got to step up, guys. (laughs) Maybe not now, but in the future, like you've got to step up. I need a leader here. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where we can help the kids out by having that retirement investing happening where you are planning for growth so that you're not putting a financial burden on your children. But hopefully they're going to be there to help make decisions as needed and make Mm -hmm. and advocate for you medically if that's needed. That that would be the hope, I suppose. Exactly. And then the article goes on to some other kind of good to have, good to do's Mm -hmm. as it relates to financial planning. So certainly paying off credit card debt and other high interest loan debt. I love that they specify that Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not as if we can't carry any degree of debt. I know we've talked about this in other podcast episodes. Sometimes we can use it to our advantage, but it's that high interest debt particularly that we want Mm -hmm. to be really hacking at and getting that gone as soon as possible so that we're not held back from these other goals. So that's going to be your credit cards and your other high interest debt. And that's really anything above six or seven percent. Yeah. Interest rates. They also advise to make a will. Absolutely. And I think even for even for people who aren't married or don't have Mm -hmm. kids, I think this is really important. And I would put you know, medical decision making Mm -hmm. under this as well. So not even just a will for what happens to my stuff if I pass, but also what happens to me if I am in a coma or I am Mm -hmm. in a situation where, you know, medical decisions for me need to be made rather than 
the hospitals or some other person deciding who's going to make those decisions, you identifying who's going to make those decisions. If anything, I would argue this is almost more important for our single friends out there. Um, Oftentimes, you know, the spouse is the kind of go-to or the child Mm -hmm. is the go-to in that. But but name them, put it on Mm -hmm. paper, get it notarized. Um, And then keeping family up to date. So certainly if, if you are married or, you know, you are single and you've got people who are going to be your your power, your people. power of attorney. Yeah, oh, yeah. right? I was going like, to say your people. That's what I was keep them it. up to date. <laughs> keep them involved. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they know and review it annually. This is one of those things that we don't have to be looking at regularly, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about these big overarching pieces of protections, savings, growth. A lot of this can be automated, but we mm-hmm. should review it annually because things change. Plot yes. t- twists get thrown in and yes. we want to make sure that it's still relevant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Things change. I have a, I have not done this, but it's on my to-do list and I need to just do it. I need to give myself a deadline. I want to create like a Google doc and give it to my mom and like share it with my mom. Mm. And that gives her all of the passwords for everything and even for our safe and where the will is located and all the things. Because if something, God forbid, were to happen to Matt and I, I want it to be as easy as possible for her to deal with all the mess she's yes. going to have to deal with. Yeah, almost like oh. money made easy. I'm yeah, saying. exactly. I almost death like made making easy. it easy. <laughs> yeah, and that's an interesting thing easy. though. Like sometimes, sometimes there's a learning curve. Sometimes there's work mm-hmm. that needs to happen. It's not as if the entire process is easy, mm-hmm. but the making it easy. We can do things mm-hmm. that might require effort, that might require some investment of learning and gaining resources and tools so that it becomes mm-hmm. easy in the process of making it easy. Mm. Exactly. So for that reason, too, I love the title of your book. Thank you. Do you know what else we make easy? It's not a plot twist because you always see it coming. The Bill of the Week! <laughs> time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hey y'all, this is Victoria from North Carolina. Last year at Christmas time, I was so excited to buy my daughter one of the expensive lifelike baby dolls. And it was a bill that I loved paying for. Over the year, that bill has become very expensive as my daughter and I have enjoyed shopping for little baby things for her baby doll. This year, we have given away the baby doll and I am thankful to no longer have that bill that grew so large. But here's the best part. She named him William. Can't get better bills than that. Thanks for all you guys do. Wow, Victoria, that felt like a wild ride, like a 30-second wild ride. First of all, thanks for calling in. But also, okay, it was a bill that you were really excited about that you didn't mind paying. You were able to give a good gift to your daughter, but then that turned into needing to buy more things. Then it was like a bill you wish you didn't have, but then it was a bill named bill. Oh my god! And then it was a bill you gave away. This is complicated. It is. But you made it easy by getting rid of it. Well done. I feel like this is a really good lesson to your daughter on how uh, parenting is. Like... It's expensive. It does it like you have to care for it and you have to continue to put money in it or like a pet. It's like whenever you have like I remember the first time I got a cat, my mom was I was in college. My mom was like, you know, this costs money. I'm like, it's fine. If I had had this experience Mm -hmm. with a baby doll, maybe I wouldn't have gotten that cat right away because it's it's a lot of responsibility. Mm. This baby doll was a lot of responsibility. (sighs) 
It's such a good lesson. I think mm-hmm. that oftentimes we will only think about the upfront cost mm-hmm. or investment of something, forgetting about what what we're going to want with that thing then, the maintenance costs or just the the desires that we have alongside it. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to look at. Okay, the baby doll, but now now we yep. want a carriage for it and we want cute clothes and we want all the miniature things and, and we want to set up a little room for it. And then <laughs> it just kind of becomes this whole monster William, yes. this big Bill, Bill named Bill. Oh my and gosh. Man, you just cut ties with William. And and I, I like that. It's it's a, a William you gave away. Yes. Well done. If you all listening happen to have a baby doll named William that you had to give away because it cost you too many bills, or you are a person named Bill, or you've just got some other tie-in to Bill, you know we like to keep it vague. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill. Leave us your bill. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And now it's time for the lightning round. That was aggressive. Have we added this? I, I know. don't know. Yeah, we get aggressive I at like, the end. I get aggressive I, at the end. I'm like, I'm like excited but scared. All simultaneously. You I like are this in feeling. the exact right place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. The uh, lightning round. Yeah, it's just the same as the rest of the podcast. It just is. We're coming Exciting. to a close soon and there's more yelling because we've eased you into it now. Okay, great. So this question comes from Goldie, our amazing podcast manager, who asks us, what was the best decision you made for simplifying your finances? Allison, you go first because you are our honored co-host. So my, for my my very special co-host. <laughs> so for uh, our family, it was definitely our weekly budget meetings, which if I'm being honest, are it's not every week, maybe every other week, but for us having a family, running a household together, having kids that we're taking to theater and music lessons and soccer and all the places, it's really hard to get on the same page because you feel like you're just like sometimes two ships crossing in the night or by the end of the night when you Mm -hmm. put the kids to bed and you come down and you just want to watch the newest episode of Ted Lasso, which we did last night. So our weekly budget meetings allow us to kind of just like one and done, talk about money. Are we on track? Are there any changes we need to make? Let's pay off the credit cards in full and just get on the same page. That way, the rest of the week, we can just be parents and partners. Mm. 
I like that. Mm-hmm. Like a getting getting a to-do thing out of the way so that it's yeah. not interrupting your other connection. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. How long have you done these weekly budget meetings for? So we started them. It was actually my husband's idea. And I was like, that's ridiculous, which it's not. So he has good ideas. But we started them probably in 2018. And it's every Sunday. Sometimes we do them at dinner in front of the kids. Sometimes we don't. But we talk about all of that. But we also talk about just some other life things like, okay, do you have any late night meetings this week? Like, what, what, what are we cooking for dinner? A lot of times, like, I'll make the meal plan or he'll make the meal plan. And then things like, okay, what do the kids have going on? We're in a very busy season just of the year and of our life with children. So we have different choir concerts and music recitals and uh, Cub Scout graduation and all the things. So it allows us to get on the same page for the whole week with our money and our life. That way, during the week, we can just enjoy each other's presence. And we don't have any of that like, Mm -hmm. you said you were going to pay off the credit card bill and or you said you were going to pick him up from this. Like, no, we have all of that done. So that way we can just enjoy our life during the week. Yeah. It's interesting because it sounds like a lot. It sounds, I'm sure anyone listening is like, you do that every week. But that almost simplifies it because then mm-hmm. there's not as much to do if you're yep. looking at it that often. That's neat. And it, it includes other things too, it sounds yeah. like. The mental mm-hmm. energy. I'm not having to sit here and thinking like, oh my gosh, when I get home or when Matt gets home, I need to talk to him about this or this because I'm not living day by day anymore, which can be really stressful when your days are chaotic. I'm living week by week. So I have a plan for the week that my partner is on board with, with our money and our life. So that way, the rest of the week, I just need to take action and implement what we talked about, if that makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Mine is not quite as cool, but it's simple and it's automation. It amazes me still that so many people do not have certain things automated Mm -hmm. and it just makes life so much easier that... I have to set something up once, but then after that, like savings is automated, investing is automated, a lot of my bill pay is automated. Like it's just so simple. Mm -hmm. Then all I have to worry about is my discretionary spending. And it's awesome. It's great. Do you have making sure that all of that is below my means? Oh, yeah. There you go. But do you have all of that come out at a certain time? So I, oh, yeah. Like for instance, like do you have it come out right after payday? So, Both my husband and I get paid bi-weekly, but Mm -hmm. on each other's off weeks. So once a week, we are receiving someone's paycheck. Okay. So I have oscillated my bills. Like there Mm -hmm. are some that come out at the beginning of the month and some halfway through the month. So that can kind of volley Mm -hmm. between our two I love that. And you can, just anyone who's listening, you can ask for your pay, your due date to be changed. So if it makes more sense for you to pay a bill at the beginning of the month, just ask for them to change your due date. And typically Mm -hmm. they will. But that's very similar to what we did. some bills I've broken, yeah, into Uh, bi-monthly. Like car payment I make Mm bi-monthly, which allows me to add a little bit more to it. And Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. Just all the different hacks you can do with automation. And then you don't have to think (laughs) about it. Your mental energy is not spent (sighs) on it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Until like a bank account changes and you got to go back and remember, (gasps) okay, what all comes out of that bank account? Oh, yeah. Or your credit card gets stolen Uh and your number gets stolen. Yes. Which can I tell a really funny story about this? (laughs) We love funny stories. Okay. Okay. So I have a business and I have two business credit cards. I have one that I use primarily and I have one that's just kind of like a backup, just don't use it very often. Well, I also have a bookkeeper and my bookkeeper, there was like an Amazon purchase. And she was like, what is this Amazon purchase? I have to categorize it. And I was like, I didn't make that Amazon purchase. And she's like, well, it's here. It's for this much money. We have to figure out what it is. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think my credit card has been stolen, my business credit card. And I'm like, oh, do I really want to deal with this? I go through all of my Amazon orders. I'm like, did I buy something personal on accident with the wrong card? 
I cannot find this order. So I tell them, I can't yeah. find it, but I think I'm just going to ignore it because it wasn't that much money. And I know it's going to be such a hassle to switch everything over to a new card. And I didn't want, yeah. I would rather pay the $25 of have it compromised, yeah. which is so awful. So she was like, Allison, no, like you need to switch your card. I was like, fine cancel my card, report it as fraud, all of the things. And then I get an email. Uh-oh. I reported fraud on buying my own book. I bought a no. copy of my book on Amazon. No. And then I was oh, like, man. this is fraud. So Amazon is like, okay, we're canceling your order for Money Made Easy because you reported it as fraud. I was like... <gasps> I went through all That's of too that, wild. and it was my own book. Not right. only was it your own purchase, it was on your own book. Oh man, Allison, oh, that's too good. I was like, that is this very is funny. really embarrassing. And so, yep, I, I had to, I'd already canceled yeah. my card. I had the new one in. I had to sit down and go through my bank statement and change, because uh, everything comes out on my credit card with my business. Wow. Change all of the auto pays so that way I didn't miss something. Yep. All because I marked my own book as a fraudulent purchase. So that's a great story. I am and my own worst enemy. I appreciate your vulnerability there. <laughs> God, the vulnerability fun. lightning round. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, well, thanks everyone so much for listening. We hope that this was helpful to you in figuring out how to simplify your money a bit. And of course, definitely get Allison's book if you want more tangible tips on how you can simplify that, make your money easy. Many of you also know we have a membership for our listeners who are paying off debt, where we do monthly money challenges and we offer accountability groups, which we know is so important in this personal finance journey, finding other buds along the way. So we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win. This one comes from Jacqueline M, who shared, I decided to do another 30 day no spend this month. Whoa, Jacqueline. Uh, Last month, I kept a list of what I wanted to buy when the no spend was over. And by the end of the month, there was only one thing I still wanted. It was very sobering. This month feels much easier to navigate. I feel... Un, quote unquote, unhooked from the constant, relentless buying treadmill. Sometimes that's what we need, Jacqueline, like that, like something to interrupt that pattern, shake it up, throw them a plot twist, and then realize mm-hmm. that, oh, wow, that I just needed a, I needed an interrupter. Mm-hmm. I needed yeah. a disruptor to kind of show me that I don't actually care about these things. Yes. Holy smokes. That's so cool. Well done. Yes. That's like a detox. You had a money detox and then you're able to introduce back in the spending that is valuable to you. I feel like so many people, we Mm. should just do that. Like once a month, every year, I need to just schedule a money detox. I'm going to choose it on the shortest month, February. Okay. Well, congratulations. (laughs) That is a good one. (laughs) Congratulations, Jacqueline. That's amazing. And I can't wait to hear. I hope I hope I get to hear how month two of your 30 day no spend month goes. Yes. If you want to check in on Jacqueline or just check in on the membership where we have all kinds of courses, interviews, challenges, just all kinds of amazing people like Jacqueline, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. Check it out. And after you do that, we will see you for another episode next time. I get to come back, guys. I get to come back. Yay. We got more from Allison. See ya. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Oh my, Allison. I I don't even I'm still reeling from your story. I know, isn't it? So it's funny sad. because <laughs> I have a similar story where I made like a wall, an order on Walmart online Mm -hmm. and it was on a credit card that was connected to Eric's phone number Mm -hmm. and the credit card company flagged it. They're like, this is weird. This probably wasn't you. And Eric looked at it and he thought, yeah, that's weird. Probably wasn't me. Didn't even think to ask me. Just, Uh -uh. I am not a spender. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about me is like, I don't really need detoxes because I'm always just a little bit like, I need a detox. Nah, I don't need that. Nah, I can, I can get by with what I have. It's actually kind of bad sometimes. 
anyhow, he was like, no, certainly I don't even need to check with Jill. Like, she just doesn't <laughs> ever spend money. So, like, I'm just going to say it was fraudulent. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't. I actually did go on Walmart.com. But it's not as amazing oh. as your story of, like, purchasing your own product. Yeah. Yes. And, and then and it flagging like it as fraudulent. Embarrassing. Then I had to go back to my bookkeepers and they were like, oh, did you figure out, like, like where the scam was? Like, okay, oh, and not even that. Are you ready? So then I'm talking. I'm talking to Chase on the phone whenever I was originally telling them like, yeah, this is fraud. And they were like, okay, well, we can see it comes from this Amazon account. Is this your Amazon account? I was like, yes. And they're like, well, you're going to need to change your Amazon password. So then I go to Matt. I'm like, we have to change our Amazon password. We have to be aware because someone might be on Amazon buying things like books that without buying my books. (laughs) (laughs) And so then like literally days later, Matt's like, this was literally your purchase, your book. I had pre-ordered it. So anyone who pre-orders something like, oh my gosh, I felt so stupid. Well, that is a good tip because I have noticed that specifically with Amazon, when you buy things from different parts of Amazon, sometimes it doesn't show up. Like, your your actual physical tangible orders will show up differently than digital orders, mm-hmm. you know, po- like podcasts or books or, or your annual membership fee or whatever that is. And that usually does trip me up where I'll get mm-hmm. this charge and I'm like, well, what is that? I don't see it in my orders. Oh, it's in the digital orders or it's in this section of Amazon. So it is worth checking all of those things before yeah. canceling. But well, oh I, my gosh, just the I, irony of yeah. And you know what? I, I didn't it. even buy it again. I was like, whatever. My publisher sent me some copies. <laughs> I don't even need to buy another. I'll just I'll just let that one be a loss. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, you know, it's just that, that that is how you know that no one has it all together. Like people don't have it all together. They only mm-hmm. show you what they want you to mm-hmm. see. And I wanted everyone to see my mess up. Mm, mm, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So Perfect. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 